Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense where everything is zen and it's the little things that kill. I'm Machine Head. I mean, I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Glycerin. Don't be a monkey. Testosterone. (laughs) Wait a second. With your alien ex-girlfriend. Just swim, body. Come on down to the come down. That's right. This is the Gear Slum. What a weird intro. Bush. That was very weird. I remember when I was uh, in fifth grade, it was 1992, and I, I knew very little about politics at that time, obviously, as as most fifth graders in 1992 did. Yeah, some things never change. Boom! And yet, for some reason, our fifth grade teacher thought it would be a good idea to like talk about, have a debate for the presidential election, like who, which candidates we thought should win <laughs> um, between George Bush and Bill Clinton, George Bush being the incumbent, Bill Clinton being the young senator from, uh, where is he from? Not like Kentucky. Alabama? Alabama. No, 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 no. Yeah. Bill Clinton? Arkansas. Arkansas, Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas yeah. One of those. Um, and anyway, so we were like, my parents were Republicans, so I said George W. Bush, or George Bush should win. Right, not W. It wasn't but what w you didn't then. know was George Bill w. Clinton had a freaking saxophone. Yeah, but check this out. But my friend was like, "No, Bill Clinton." And then his, I was like, "No, I want Bush." And then he's like, Haha, "Aaron wants Bush." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Like, yeah, don't you? We're like in elementary school. I remember that from uh, twenty-eight years ago. You know what I remember from? Thanks a lot, Eric, folks. <laughs> I remember we were in good fifth friends, grade. Though. It was, it was Bush Dukakis. Bush Dukakis. And Wait, which? Oh, that was eighty-eight for you in eighty-eight. Yeah, that sounds right. And is that, I was don't that know. Wait, you you were in fifth class? grade then? I was in fifth grade. Yeah. Oh, you're only four years older than me. That can't be right. Yes. It and is right. <laughs> now I just feel bad. Like I've been joking about you being old for so long that in my mind. I know you're not. Are you old. doing another? Is this like a deep bit now? I know. I don't know. <laughs> the bit it's is like, in, I, I know he's always not, the bit is he's not actually as old as we we're joking about. But that's what I'm saying. Like we joke about it so much that like I forgot. forgot to believe it. <laughs> but he's only he's like our same age. <laughs> yes, we might have been. It might have been possible for us that's to be funny. in at the same high school. At the same. Yeah, time. especially because I like was young for my class so if i would have started wait no never mind that would have been the opposite never mind okay but here here's the point point is in 1988 <laughs> there was it was an election year bush mm-hmm. dukakis and i i don't see here's here's what's weird if i were a teacher of fifth graders i would have not done what this woman did 
my my teacher, Mrs. Stambaugh, I said to her, uh, Mrs. Stambaugh, who are you voting for? And she said, Dukakis. And then I told the whole class, Miss Stambaugh's voting for Dukakis. And they were all like, what? Why? And then she got really mad at me. <laughs> and, for, and, for like outing her? Yes. And then I felt bad. But, then I was, but now like as an adult, like why would you tell a fifth grader who you're voting for if you like, like okay, I'm going to tell you, but please keep this between us. <laughs> like what? I was in fifth grade and she was my teacher. Doesn't that yeah, seem weird? weird? But she was very upset that I told everyone in the class. <laughs> that is so weird. That whole thing is weird. Like, it's she's weird like, that you would have thought, oh, that's, oh, she's voting for Dukakis. Like, that would, like, that was scandalous somehow. Well, because he lived in, like, a conservative town. Yes. Because yeah. my. So it probably was scandalous somehow. Like, she's like, definitely don't tell your parents. <laughs> but then why tell me like just be it like super weird that's personal yeah, yeah like none exactly. your business, fifth grader <laughs> maybe she said it and then she was like oh i should not have told that kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't want anyone to know hopefully he's trustworthy and a good human and i can he's not gonna tell hopefully anybody he's trustworthy loyal helpful friendly courteous kind obedient cheerful thrifty he's, he's a boy scout and he's oh boy scouts are proverbs women Proverbs, <laughs> man. No, see, there's not a list for dudes. Yeah, it's a Boy Scout. Dude, picture a movie, The Last Proverbs Woman. Oh, oh, dude, is it like? It's like The Last Boy Scout. But who is who's Bruce Willis married to? Oh, is it Demi Moore? No, Demi Moore is not in that movie. It's some um... in the last pro in the last Proverbs Woman. <laughs> That imaginary movie I just made up. She's not in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's to me more in the made-up movie. In yeah, my mind, that's what he was saying. Because <laughs> isn't Bruce Willis in the last Boy Scout? Yes. Yeah. See, that's that was that was my joke. Okay. The I apologize. That's a good joke. Boy. Oh, Halle Berry's in that movie. Last Boy Scout. Yeah. I've never seen it. Dude, I remember. It I have seen Last Man Standing. That... It have was... you seen that? Yes. The Bruce Willis one? Yes. It's like a... He's like in the town like, and like the whole samurai, town trying to kill him. It's like a samurai knockoff kind of thing. Yeah, probably. But it's I've like... I've seen What Women Want. <laughs> That's not Bruce Willis. That's so Gibbs. The Last Boy Scout... Oh, That's 91. Mel Gibbs. Oh, that's the same. Melly thing. Gibbs. Melly Gibbs. <laughs> Melly Gibbs, yeah. <laughs> that's not Liam Neeson's. What? I don't remember where I saw The Last Boy Scout, but I was very young and and I and I remember watching it going this movie is too adult for me. <laughs> <laughs> Like consciously thinking it, like yeah, that's not this, a good sign. This is this is too. This is more than I can handle. And there wasn't anything like. I don't think there was like an explicit sex scene or anything, but it was just like 
Yeah. I don't know. Themes. Yes. I've never seen it. I should watch it. It looks good. I know it's a very intense movie, isn't it? Especially now that I said that it was too adult for yeah, dude. 1991 film. Too adult for like a 13-year-old. It's not really You know who's an adult? <laughs> this guy. The Why is he holding the football? Because he is an ex-football player. Oh, you, they, you need to know that in the poster. It's very important. It's funny. Movie posters That's every, are funny. Yeah, movie posters. It's like a private yeah. detective's protect. A private detective's protected female witness is murdered. It's like a tongue prompting <laughs> him and the victim's boyfriend to investigate the crime that leads to a corrupt politician and a crooked football team owner. <laughs> Oh, wait, he's a current football player. I thought he was former. During halftime at a televised football game, L.A. Stallions running back Billy Cole receives a phone call from a mysterious man named Milo who wants him to win the game or he will be assassinated. He's a former football player because he hasn't played since the first half. Cole ingests PCP and in a drug-induced rage brings a gun onto the field shooting three opposing players. Wait, to his name's Sanzo. Cole? This is the oh, opening is, scene. Yes. You are you are you are describing the like the cold open is okay, a this football says, game. This says plot, but it's just like a, a beat by beat synopsis. <laughs> and then this happens, and then this <laughs> happens. Yeah, that's the very that is the first thing that happens in the movie. Okay, then, Jimmy Dix is a former quarterback. And he was the, banned on gambling charges and alleged ah, drug see, abuse. I was wrong. Oh, Pete Rose style. So So this dude takes PCP, goes onto the field with a gun. On a, and shoots yes. people on the other team so he can he, score a touchdown. As he's Jeez. running down the field, he pulls out the gun. The guy that's about to tackle him pulls out the gun, shoots that guy, keeps running, shoots another guy. Bro, makes the that touchdown. Is very adult. Makes Ooh, the wow. touchdown and then puts the gun to his head and blows his own brains out. What? And that's the first like sixty seconds of the movie. <laughs> And then I like, go to the. I think this is too adult for me, but I have to continue watching. Then you find out that the protagonist learns his wife is having an affair with his best friend. Yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a tough end for a kid. I'm gonna watch this now. That's like the he, first three minutes of the movie. I love yes, adult movies. He is so Bruce is Willis is a washed up. Oh, is it? You know what? Okay, here's here's when I I'm sure that this is how I watched it. Remember back in the day when you had cable and there was like the premium channels, like would every once in a while. Careful, they, careful. You get like a preview. Bill. Some yeah. of us had cable. Okay. Aaron, did you have cable? <laughs> I don't know yeah. why you'd assume Aaron would be Sometimes. the one who wouldn't have it. <clears throat> did you I actually subscribe to cable or did you just? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Did your neighbor have cable? And <laughs> you, had a, you had a really long cable? I think we had basic cable most of the time when I was a kid. I don't really remember. And then, I don't remember not having it. But then every once in a while, there'd be a weekend. And it was like, oh, cinema? Yeah, I remember. The movie channels would give you like a free week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm sure that. that's when I watched it. I remember. That had in, to have been when I watched it. I lived in so New Mexico. So that would have been like probably a couple years later. I lived in New Mexico till I was 10 and everybody had cable. That was just like a thing. Like it wasn't a question. Like you mm-hmm. also had like electricity to your home and stuff. And then when I moved to Utah, we had cable and it was like a thing. 
a lot of people are like, oh, you have cable? And it's like, yeah, doesn't well, everybody? You got cable? not here. Everyone has too many kids. Whoa, you have zippers on your clothes? Yeah. Whoa. So I was pretty special. Why are we talking about the last Boy Scout? Oh, because of the because I said the Boy Scout oath, and then we're saying because of Phil's teacher, Phil's crazy teacher telling him, yeah. Oh, because of Bush. That's why it all started with Bush. Dude, Bush did this bit and nine (laughs) eleven. Okay, it is unfortunately it is not on Netflix or not on Prime or Prime. Damn it. That would have been a great thing for us to all watch together. I mean, you can rent it on Prime. That but... sounds intense. I need really, I really need to see this now. Yeah. There there are some like ridiculous like over the, so that that moment that I described to you is ridiculously and over the top and dark. And the movie is just full of like like when he fights with his wife, uh-huh. it's like it's, it's like really aggressive like too verbally like it's like why are you saying mean you just said you love her why are you saying such horrible things to her like that's over in every category i wonder how racist it is (laughs) probably pretty racist (laughs) i wonder how racist i'd be shocked if it's not racist at all like okay but like have you guys seen you guys have seen 48 hours Eddie Murphy, nope. Nick Nolte. No. So that was like 81, I think. That movie is insanely racist. Doesn't seem like it was that, even that old. It seems like it was almost even newer than that. 48 hours. Seen it. But I'm not sitting close enough to my keyboard anymore. Um, let's out. move on. Let's not talk about movies anymore. Yeah, Why not? I agree. 82. I was so close. Oh, dude, I was born that year. Dude, I was totally right because I was like, it seems like it's newer than that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you were referring to another 48 hours. Oh, yeah. Which is even more recent than that one. No, I was talking about the first 48, that, that show on A&E, about the <laughs> first 48 hours after a murder takes place. Another 48 hours was 1990. <laughs> so What's that one? Jeez. That is what you were referring to. What? What is that one? It's, what do you mean? It's the same. The sequel. Oh, it's called Another 48 Hours. I thought you meant like another movie named 48 Hours. Oh. No. <laughs> no, in 1982. Yeah, it's about these talking babies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. In 1982, Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy starred in 48 Hours. Yeah. And then... um. A full eight years later, they made a sequel called Another 48 Hours, mm. where the two characters have to join forces again. Oh, dang. That kind of highlights the fact that like Hollywood didn't used to be as much of a machine as it is now. Yeah, because nowadays it's like, it. oh, you already missed, you already you already missed your window to capitalize on that sequel or whatever. Well, see, I'm wondering if that was like if they said Right after that, they were like, okay, Mr. Murphy, would you like to do a sequel? And he's like, no, I'm going to be super famous doing some other things. And then in 1990, he was like on the decline. And he's like, hey, how about uh, we do that sequel? And they're like, cool. 
Nolte, are you up for it? And he's like, and he's uh, like, I got nothing going on, literally. Uh, yeah. But sequels did used to be spread out more than Wait, they are. Grover now. was in the movie too. <laughs> that was my Nick Nolte. <laughs> uh, is he dead? He's got to be dead. No, he's not dead. He's doing. Why great. do you? Why does he got to be dead? He's probably <laughs> only a couple years older than you. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Brought it back. Oh, I love it. You love to see it. He. <laughs> okay <laughs> dude he is he in i'm i'm curious now i need to know how old he was in 1982 but he seems he is 41 he was 41 years old he seems like so haggard though doesn't he yes h-a-g-g-e-r-e-d like he's he, <laughs> he's been haggard so many he's times a year younger than i am right now he's been a year younger than you your whole life no, no, Whoa. no. When he did 48 hours, he was 41 years old, and I am 42 years old. And he seems. I, I almost said you're way older than I thought. Phil's, but Phil's not, realized that Phil's I'm not just four years so. older than you, Aaron. He's six years older than you. No, he's. I'm going to be 38 this year in what? like two months. I'm not three months. going to be, I don't think. I'm going to be 36. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> You're younger. I thought than we me. were the same age. No, but I guess we're only we're only the same age for like a couple months. I guess you guys, we yes. are all contemporaries. That's <laughs> we know. But you are, you do, you do, you are of a different era because you were older when a lot of the '90s stuff went down than we were. Yeah, like we I, are like very we, much we miss Star Wars. contemporaries, but there is stuff that that you experienced that we didn't because well, and mo- most people most people put like 78 as like the, the bottom end of generation X. Yeah. So like we missed the dumb star Wars movies. We were too young for all the dumb star Wars movies, but we saw the good ones when they came out. Yeah, dude, we saw them fresh in the theater in the early 2000s or the 90s. And we saw that really good one that just came out like a year or two ago. Dude, I just saw that like a week ago and I really liked it. And Phil got good, so huh? mad at me for liking it. Do you believe all those freaking lightsaber fights? They're <laughs> awesome. Those things can cut through anything. Like Dude, forget when, Ron Popeil. Those can Ray actually cut through has anything. two lightsabers and she force gives one to the other yeah. dude. Come on. She force loans it? Okay, that, that was dope. Dude, the the whole the whole like that evolution of their telepathy was rad. Yes. That actually and they, was and a cool used part of the really story. well throughout the film. I will say that. That's remember all I will when say. we remember when we tricked you and made you think that Laura Dern was gonna be <laughs> No, we made him think she wasn't gonna be in it. <laughs> no, but we, we said yes. there's a love scene. There's oh, a, yeah. like, a very troubling, extremely graphic love scene. And he was confused. I didn't believe you. Well, yeah, we made it. We tried to make it think. We tried to make it think we were joking about the whole thing. Yes. So we told him. So then he was actually surprised when Laura Dern showed up. The the uh, the romantic intrigue between Ray and Kylo Ren is Palpatine. I mean, palpable. (laughs) It's Emperor Palpable. You mean the romantic intrigue between Kylo Ren and Palpatine? <laughs> the fact that they can see each other and sort of kind of touch. Yeah, dude, can you imagine? Room. Like if you're in high school and your mom's like, no, you can't go to your girlfriend's house. And it's like, I don't even need to. 
Spoiler alert. <laughs> Whatever, mom. Yeah, remember when you were in high school and had a girlfriend? I do. I can totally relate to that. So that's why I use that analogy. You guys want to play a new game? Yeah. It might not be good. Okay, th- um, yes. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read to you a description of a new, newly announced or newly released guitar-related product, oh. and you have to try to guess the price. Oh, I like that. Are we going to, is it going to be obvious what it actually is? Yeah, I'll explain like it you're to you. You're reading the description, not just a review. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is, wait, hold on. I lost it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So there's this company called Obsidian Wire. Have you heard of them? Obsidian Wire? Obsidian Wire. They are what I would call a less good version of, I mean, I don't know. They do pre-wired stuff, but they're, <laughs> oh, so it's like our friends, Gunstry Wiring Shop, but these guys do like really weird stuff. So they came out with this new version of the Strat, a seven-way strat system. Okay, pretty common, pretty standard deal. Yeah, so they just released it. Seven-way strat adds Gilmore style switch, so you can do neck and bridge together or all three at once. Yeah. Plus two <clears throat> standard five. Um, blah, 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 et cetera. Wait, this one sucks. Skip that one. This one's... Oh, I closed the right one. All right, here's... This is a better one. <laughs> this is a product... <laughs> this is a product. Game does called... suck. You were in line. <laughs> <laughs> this is a product called Guitar Slip No More, aka what? GSNM <laughs> from Castaic, California, you June 16th. June 16th, 2020. Guitar Slip No Oh, that is good. That is good. All right. GSNM is a new product which helps keep electric and bass guitars from slipping away from the performer while playing in a seated position. This product offers a new way for guitars of any level, (laughs) of any level. Yeah. It's not not like a pro, (laughs) of any level to prevent the slip while they sit. (laughs) Prevent the slip while you sit. The The benefits of this patent pending solution. Prevents the slip while you sit. That's they like that phrase. They've used it twice now. Prevent the slip while you sit. Prevent the slip while you sit. Prevent the slip while you sit. No, that's a different thing. While you sit, dude. So we were we were going to the hockey rink the other day, as we are wont to do, and I always listen to like this classic rock station, and "Beautiful People" by Marilyn Manson came on. And I said, do you guys know who this is? And they didn't know. And I said, it's Marilyn Manson. And my one son said, it's pretty good. My other son said, I think it's weird. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're both right. <laughs> Just don't let him see the music video. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty good and weird. I didn't tell him like, yeah, back in the 90s, everyone here hated him because he tore up a Book of Mormon on stage. All right. Prevents the slip while you sit. Improves overall sit. control of your instrument. Improves ability to balance the guitar. Takes the weight off of your shoulders. No sticky stuff applied to your guitar. Form fit allows for easy on off application. Made in the USA. 
Guitar Slip No More is currently available online at guitarslipnomore.com. Be sure and visit your find your they have a find your fit page to help you quickly and easily order the correct gsnm size for your particular guitar at the discontinued introductory rate of or the discounted introductory rate of blank remember to prevent the slip while you sit buy a guitar slip they think that's like a way better line than it is (laughs) yeah dude and they also think gsnm is like hey everyone knows what this acronym means they think it's like uh set it and forget it yeah exactly so let me, let me describe what this thing carrots. is to you. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a probably like an eight inch like rubber. Now you're speaking my language. Thing that oh, is like curved okay. to fit particular guitar body styles. So it'll sit in like the. So it's not like completely cut. soft. No, it's I don't think like it's silicone, soft. like floppy rubber. No, it's not. And they make them for different guitars, so you can get the Strat, Tele. Oh, they have like a Mustang version. They have all these different body style guitar sizes. And it's basically just like a rubber channel that fits on it. It's kind of thick. It's probably about half inch to three quarters. Like it wraps thick. around the sides of the guitar? or like, And it like, it's just like goes like, you know, like you would. So there's the fat butt part, and then there's the front horn. And in between that is like the waist of the guitar. Yep. It just fits around that waist part on the bottom. But it so like, like goes right up the side leg. of the guitar a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And then it sits on your leg. Two yeah. questions. Is this product ridiculous? Yes. <laughs> and second, would I you I think you're going to ask if it's real because if you made all that up, I would have said <laughs> And third, to you. how much do you think it costs? Man. How much 19... do you think it costs and how much should it cost? Yeah, $0. I'm going to guess 2499 did you say 1995? I did. 24.99. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> you're both completely right. <laughs> it is 19.95. Yes. But that's the introductory price. That's the discontinued rate. You that's the discounted about. introductory price. <laughs> I think it's 24.95. 24.99 normally. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was thinking like this is like one of the, you set it up. To where like the price was going to be ridiculous or something. I guess that's <laughs> good. It, you can't. They can't all be ridiculous. It kind of looks it. like. It looks like he just. They just, someone just took like a piece of like. Like um like weather stripping and like stuck it on a guitar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you a link, yeah. but the <laughs> it, it it's very like infomercial in the way they're trying to sell it. Like, have you ever noticed the yeah. electric slipping away yeah. from you? You're like making, but at the same time, okay, so here, maybe it is. But it is like a real problem, I suppose. But also, remember, did we talk about this on the podcast, how a lot of those, a lot of those infomercial devices that you make fun of because they're like, oh, you know how you can't oh, pour a yeah, box of yeah, cereal and actually pour it? They're actually designed for like uh, people with disabilities, but they need to reach a wider audience. Otherwise, yeah. it's not worth making them or whatever. It makes me wonder if like there's some very specific disability that makes it hard. Well, it it does make sense. So if you're not wearing a strap, you can like put this, you can play with it on your leg and it's not going to like slip out. So you can like angle it a little bit more. Well, and especially like, you don't have to like lean over it forward. You can like play actually sitting up. And if you have a big belly, it also would help with that. And it's not that it's not like intrusive or like hideous looking. I think it's and like honestly, kind of like $20, cool like product. that's a very, even $25 is 
if oh, that's sorry, you're wrong. It's twenty four ninety five, not twenty four ninety nine. I apologize. That sucks. It's also cool that it they make it for like. Yeah, something. Like, other if you go to their just... Find Your Fit page, they have like, they have like, you can get it for like a a fly like a V style guitar, oh. like Explorer. That would like actually be it. useful. I wonder where like it that, even sits. You know that on Randy me. Rhodes one? Yeah, they have one that fits on that. <laughs> I guess that's just a straight edge, right? Oh no, the Randy Rhodes is like a. That's like the weird. It's like X. It's almost like an Explorer. No, it's like a V, but it, it's like. Just has the those extra points on the bottom. Part is like short. Yeah, that's it's like right. off. It's kind of like a. It looks like the Star Trek logo, but if it was really angular. Not the logo, but their like badge. Yeah, thing. yeah, the insignia. Yes, insignia. Anyway, that's a new product that exists. Nice. It's pretty. What cool. was the other thing you were gonna do? The first one was uh, that seven-way strat thing, but I couldn't oh. find the price for it. Oh. Because it's not on their website. They just announced it. Here's another one. Oh. Are you ready? <laughs> it's the no. Gator. Okay, now I'm ready. The Gator Frameworks guitar seat stand combo. Ooh. Have you seen this before? I've seen this thing though. So this is, is it like a is it like a guitar? Like so, here's what it is. It's a guitar. It's like stool. a seat. It's like a stool with a back, like a back support on okay. it. Okay. And but it's all ergonomic or whatever. No, it's pretty flat. <laughs> but also, so like you know how the stools have like the footrest on the front. Uh -huh. This has that, and then under the footrest is basically two arms that come down to act as a guitar stand. Oh. <laughs> so it's a seat. So then the guitar stand like is a rests stand. the guitar between. I guess you do it when you stand up like to leave the guitar there. I guess. Like if yeah. you put the guitar on the stand, it would be like resting against your crotch basically. Yeah, it would be like on your crotch so and like funny. shooting into your belly. Yeah, yeah. Of the angle of it. <laughs> So I guess the, the point is that you set it there when you're not sitting there, and then when you go to play, you pick it up and sit down on the side. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that does kind of make sense. It's super weird. That is, again, it's kind of like solving problems that don't exist, just like, or that exist for very few people. I guess. So Gator recently Is that the same? Is that like Gator Gator? Gator, G-A-T-O-R, yeah, Gator. But like the, the same company that makes yep. all the other crap? So Gator release, they have this new starter kit for guitarists, right? And it comes with the Gator Frameworks guitar seat stand combo. <laughs> That's the first thing every guitarist needs, a tuner and a guitar seat stand combo. <laughs> it also comes with an electric gig bag, which I'm assuming that means electric guitar gig bag. Like the gig bag itself is probably not electric. <laughs> <laughs> not electric. It is a powered gig bag. <laughs> it zips itself. That's pretty funny too, because like the... Well, like the every, all the images I'm seeing of that show an acoustic guitar on it. Yeah, but it comes with this. So the seat stand combo, a gig Dude. bag, a music stand, and a guitar stand. What? And a strap. So it comes with the seat stand combo and a standalone stand. So it's it's for the beginner who's buying two guitars to start with. Yes. 
that that chair looks so flint. Like there is no way that would not just crumple under my weight, right? It looks terrible, right? It looks so flimsy. It's like the kind where the two like the two halves of the chair fold. It's not like a normal folding chair though, but it's just like the two halves of the chair fold apart and then the seat just like flops down on top of it basically. <laughs> oh, that is terrible. And like how often like how many uses would it take before you accidentally step on the guitar stand part and just snap it right off? No, like the first time. Yeah, exactly. Like it's cause that's where your feet design. want to rest. <laughs> like why didn't they should put that on the side or something? If anything, I mean, it's just yeah, a dumb idea. It's so weird. Anyway, apparently there's no price for the kit as a whole. You have to buy the pieces individually. Stupid. Hmm. So it's not really a kit. Why do you call it a kit and then just list all the prices individually? <laughs> it's the opposite of a weird. kit. Yeah, that's not I a hate kit. you. I did not do this game well. <laughs> do you have another one? There's supposed to be three for all games. <laughs> the third one is the Obsidian Seven Way. Did you find the prize? <laughs> no. <laughs> I found the Six Way though. Oh, okay. So is that what we're guessing then? Guess the six way. Hey, that's for humbuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool though. You should fill us in on what you're enjoying so much right now. <laughs> My own stupidity. <laughs> oh man. Bring us into the circle, Aaron. <laughs> How'd that go? Smoke alarm is going off and there's a cigarette. Still please tell me. Please tell me why. My clothes are on the front porch and I'm. Oh, I found it. Custom seven-way for Strat Gilmore Switch. Let me read the description to you. To make your tone crystal clear at lower volumes, we include the, an Obsidian Wire Custom Spec Treble Bleed mod. This prevents tone muddiness at low volumes by allowing high frequencies to pass along a separate path to your amp <laughs> rather than being stopped short by increased resistance at the volume control. Oh, my gosh. The Obsidian Wire 7 way for Strat wiring harness adds a Gilmore style switch to mix your neck pickup into the bridge switch position and even allows you to play all three pickups together for the sweetest bell-like Strat sounds possible. What? The seven all three set. pickups together do not give you the sweetest bell-like Strat sounds. They do. <laughs> <laughs> nice, stand corrected. <laughs> Well, I, this, I see. I feel misled by this because I thought it was actually a seven-way switch, oh, which would have been no. cool. But it's not. It's a five-way switch with a with, button yeah, to engage the neck position. Yeah. Boo! It is boo. It's booty. <laughs> boo earns. To keep things tidy and allow for the easiest install possible. Oh wait, sorry. The seven-way set maintains all of your traditional Stratocaster sounds with a traditional five-way switch 
volume control, and two tone controls, but adds an additional switch for adding the neck pickup into the first three positions of the switch when required. To keep things tidy and allow for the easiest install possible, we added the neck pickup switch to the second control. Just pull it up and the neck pickup will be switched on. Press it down again and the harness will be returned to a traditional style setup. This is dumb. How much would you pay for it? Is it dumb or do you think it's not dumb? Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, it's just not particularly way... innovative, right? That's no, thing. it's just a normal. That's like a very standard Gilmore. That's like a Gilmore switch. Dude, the Gilmore yeah, girls you know, did There's that the switches, there's ago. the girls. Yeah, dude, there's Suki. She cooks all that good food. Suki. Suki. That's from Vampire something. Something Vampire? What was that show called? True Blood. True Blood. There's this guy named Bill. Have you guys seen True Blood? No, but you've told us about Suke before. Yeah, Bill Compton. Suke. Suke. <laughs> How many vampires am I supposed to care about these days? If you don't know Gun Street Wiring Shop by now, you must be living in the dark ages. They are the premier hand-built wiring solution for all of your guitars. I have one in my Telecaster. I have a setup in there five-way it's great have it in my jazz master it's amazing i actually put it in my epiphone dot brought the thing back to life it's crazy if you don't have it you need it every guitar that you own will be better with gun street wiring shop i promise also if you join the street crew you get a discount on the product and i guarantee you'll enjoy it if you get it and you don't like it i will punch cole in the face that's my guarantee check it out right now at gunstreetwiringshop.com Anyway, that's it. So, folks at home, vote if you think we should do this game again. <laughs> I don't care what they say. I want to do it again. <laughs> that's great. Dude, Catalan Bread has a new fuzz called Gygas. How, how would you pronounce this word? G-I-Y-G-A-S. G-I-Y? Gygas. Gygas. No, Gigas. G A S would not be Gis. It'd be Gis. G I Y G A S. Gigas. 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 No, G A never makes J. It's not how the English language works. Yeah. Only G I or G E. Exactly. It's not Jargantuan. <laughs> Jargantuan. It's not Jerry. Like you want to be in a garage band. <laughs> yeah, no garage band. It's not um Jerish. That's an E. So I'm just saying words, you guys. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, this fuzz sounds freaking cool because it's kind of like a distortion. I hate fuzz pedals. What? It's not true. You love fuzz. Anyway. Whew, someone saved me from myself. How, I think it's Gigas. Gigas. Gigas? I think it's Gigas, too. Anyway, that's also a new product that you should check out. It's the most powerful fuzz weapon in the known universe. I have another new product you should check out. Oh, dang. And it's the album 16 Stone by Bush. 16 Stone? Uh-huh. Okay. Did we look up last time how much that is? 
how much 16 stone is it's like 180 pounds or something we looked it up at one point yeah. in our history so we've have we already talked about this album too much no. on the show before <laughs> now's a good time to to make that yeah exactly <laughs> now that we've we're too far gone we're in the middle of it no it's good we haven't talked about it's like it. when you're already up in the airplane and you're like i don't know if i want to skydive and it's like well it's too it's late the way now, down bro. bro this plane doesn't land yeah it just disintegrates <laughs> this is it's actually a good like business model if you're like a suicide planer kamikaze planner take up some skydivers on the way make a little extra cash you know yeah because you could just like way out just like venmo it to your wife or something exactly yeah you could will it to her hey i'm dying but i'm gonna send you some cash real quick and then you just cash app it to her and in the notes you put like pre-death <laughs> pre-death money pre-death She's like cool or say for my funeral <laughs> yeah funeral expenses Apparently a pound is about, or a stone is like 14 pounds. Oh. So 16 stone is 224 pounds. Oh, nice. Okay, so uh, let's see. When they asked, so did we talk about, when they asked where the name came from, Mm. do you guys remember this? No. No. So well, he says, once upon a time, there was a lonely man. Oh, yes. I my do. friend who called a phone number advertising a 21-year-old Scandinavian beauty new in town. When she arrived, she was 40 years old and 16 stone. Which is like, I don't know why that's such a big deal. It's not 224 pounds. It's not that big, you know. Yeah, These guys are a bunch of whatever, freaking dude. elitist jerks. Do you know why a stone is 14 pounds? No, because there was just like a stone somewhere that weighed 14 pounds, right? No. It's about wool. It's about what? Wool. 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 A 1389 royal statue fixed the stone of wool, a stone of wool at 14 pounds and the sack of wool at 26 pounds. But what? But that doesn't that doesn't explain anything. It's just they just decided that's what it was. Fourteen pounds is a stone, and the sack is twenty six stones, or a sack is twenty six stones. Yeah. Let's see. So back in the day, they used to have like a stone, like a weight, right? It's like this is the weight. Oh, so it's like the thing I said five minutes ago, and you said I was wrong. But it wasn't just a random stone that happened to weigh fourteen. Pounds. Yeah, but it's like they chose this is the stone. This is now this the stone. Is the stone. This yeah, is the cool. Stone it wasn't just a random stone. <laughs> I mean, it was at one point, and then they decided this is no longer a random stone. This is now the stone. But I'm sure there were, like, other various stones around. But why did they choose this one? You know, that is safe to say that there were other various stones around. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to try and refute that. You're not going to try and refute that there the might have been <laughs> there are other stones around. <laughs> other stones. Besides, okay. Besides that one, which is no longer just a random stone. Right. Okay. Okay. So, did you guys do your homework and listen to this album or what? I did, but I have a question. Why do they say 16 stone instead of 16 stones? I don't know. Because they're British and weird. 
It's the same reason they say maths instead of math, but the opposite. Oh, weird. They say maths, which is wrong though, because mathematics is singular. It's not plural. Like it would make sense if it was plural because they would keep the pluralization. It's not. Which mathematic are you studying? Exactly. (laughs) They do say aluminium, which is also weird. Mm-hmm. But they pluralize things di- like they they pluralize like companies and stuff different too, and bands. Huh? Well, they don't pluralize and they conjugate and they say like Bush are a good band. Oh, uh, mm. Bush is a good band because Bush is a band. Band is singular. But that's not what they say, and I they know, say Nike wrong. are a good company, or maybe they don't say that they're good, but they say Nike are something company. Nike are a company. Exactly. Nike are a company with many sweatshop. <laughs> is that what they say? <laughs> Nike sweatshop. You had. Nike sweatshops is bad. <laughs> sweatshops is bad. That's what they say. Sweatshops, sweatshops is, bad. is bad. I like it. That is a weird because it's not like they say 24 pound. Okay. So speaking of aluminum and aluminum, we are actually correct. In 1808, Sir Humphrey Davy identified the existence of the metal in alum, which he had first named aluminum and later aluminum. Okay. Aluminium didn't come into use until 1828. Yeah, people like cool British people sometimes. Oh, we're actually wrong too. British people sometimes claim that they're like, oh, this is where English came from. And so ours is more accurate, whatever we say. And that's not the case because their English has changed more than ours has because it's surrounded by so many other languages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just moved here and it's like, well, we got Quebec up there, but other than that, and Mexico pretty down much there. exist in a vacuum, you know. Do they say GIF or GIF? They say glyph, GIFium. They say GIF. 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 They add an I. No, that's what people in the South say. Yeah, that's how they say in the South. The GIF. GIF. A GIF. Some people, some people I know say GIF. I saw this funny. GIF. I mean, I don't. I can't like. That's like a. At least you're not wrong, I guess. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I. The thing Do you that I when when NASA start, started their space program. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, do you remember that when the space program started? I do. NASA? I remember. I was. I was in the. You guys remember that that <laughs> rap group? I was remember that rap group at the time? in the '80s and '90s called Noir? <laughs> Noir. Dude, oh, they should... I get it. So like Noir, Noir. <laughs> that straight out of Compton movie. Would you consider that film Noir? <laughs> get it? Noir in the VUA. I do. Noir film Noir. Noir. You gotta say it through your nose. I don't. I'm okay if people want to say Lego for the plural, like I'm playing with Lego. But if you try and correct somebody who's saying Legos, like go jump off a cliff. Yes, I agree. Also, that's totally retconning. Like ever, it's always been Legos, and then a bunch of nerds got together and decided, oh, it's actually Lego now. And it's like, no, you don't get to just decide that. Why, they should why call did that it, they should say I'm playing like you play Lego, but you no. play with Legos. I'm playing Lego? Yeah, like you play soccer, but you play with soccer balls. 
Yeah. Okay, but I've never said I'm playing G.I. Joe. You never have? No. Well, that seems like a very common thing to say. <laughs> I'm playing G.I. Joe. a bad example, Phil. <laughs> I'm playing G.I. Joe. Yeah. yeah. I'm playing G.I. Joe. I'm playing He-Man. With my He-Man playing toys. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. He-Man. <laughs> yeah, do they say Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I'm playing well, Ninja depends. Turtles. If you're talking like about their bandanas, Ninja like, Turtles those are the Turtles' bandanas. With my Ninja Turtles. Is. <laughs> no, playing G.I. Joe's. Oh, Either way, it's fine. But that, way that fine. one's not as like, like you'd say you're playing Legos. Yes. It's because the the Dutch or whoever makes them is like, oh, actually. It's but it's a freaking nonsense word. That would be like people Lego. try and act like, oh, it's actually a name in, because I think it's Dutch. It, I think it is Dutch. But it's it's not a word in Dutch. It's just, you know, gibberish. It doesn't mean small toy block <laughs> in Dutch. No, it does. I no, mean, it's like now um, it does. It's specifically <laughs> referred to as a Lego brand small toy blocks. But it's an abbreviation of two words. Yeah, but leg, again, that's leg, the words. Leg, yeah. goat, leg goat, which means play good or play well. But then Lego, yeah, yeah. Why play good? How, if, why do they say you can't say Legos? Because they're idiots. I have twelve Lego. <laughs> Look at my collection of Lego. Yeah, yeah and you and got it a makes lot of Lego. You sound like a total idiot. It really does. It is because it's, it's not a non-count noun. It's not like sand. Right. There's yeah, like a rice. billion like of them. You can quantify it. It's quantifiable. Yeah. Or time. It's not like time. I have a lot of time and a lot of Lego. <laughs> Dude, I'm running oh out God. of times for Legos. <laughs> so what I'm okay if it? somebody wants to say Lego like that. Lego my ego. I am not okay with somebody correcting someone else because it is not a right or wrong thing. Yeah. Legos. Just because the Lego, can, it's just like GIF. It, because the guy who invented that file format came back and said, I think it's GIF. Like his opinion is irrelevant. Yeah. Just because yeah. he invented the file format, he doesn't choose how it's pronounced. The world yeah. chooses how it's pronounced. Yes. Well, I mean, he, the world chooses how it's pronounced. <laughs> he, the world he has had his chose. chance. Yeah. Like he missed us. He missed. Same with Legos. Like they had their chance back in the 1920s when they were invented or whatever. Like, right. Yes. Like, that's when he should have said. That's when he should have corrected people. Because I bet every Lego like or magazine she... from the '90s has says Legos in it. You know Dude, a Lego magazine would be hard to read. Those pages <laughs> would be so thick. Oh, maybe it's like Braille. <laughs> I wonder if you can use like I wonder if people use Legos for Braille, like changeable Braille. Probably not. Probably yeah, because I guess it, it would like you'd would still have forever. the dots underneath, <laughs> and it would take forever to like. Right I'm not saying page. like live in real time. I'm saying like you want to change this sign to mean something else this week or something. Uh, that would be kind of cool. I bet people would still figure. Remember it that out, thing like... in sneakers that the guy had on his computer? Yeah, so he could read no, the braille. I've never seen that was it. So cool. You've never seen sneakers? No. Sneakers is dope. I mean, I've seen. It is really good. The shoe, like if you're sneakers. About yeah, like I have, who's, who's in that movie? Uh, Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier. Oh, this is the one that you said oh, is better than, better than uh, Mission Impossible? Way better. Um, uh, Dan Aykroyd. 
it actually is kind of a, a murder's row of murders. Um, <laughs> murderers. <laughs> yeah. They actually got a lot of famous murderers on it. Oh. Ted Bundy. Uh, uh, River Phoenix. River oh, Phoenix. Yeah. One of his last movies, That's, I believe. That was before he had to change his name to Phoenix T. Also one of his first movies. Nope. It was one of his last and one of his first. False. How many movies did he make? I wonder. Well, I'm going to find out right now. Oh, you should. This episode of the Gear Slum is brought to you by the Sinusoid Sable. The Sable is the newest addition to the Sinusoid lineup of signature products. Sable's great. I have one. All the guys have one, and we love it. It's become my favorite cable pretty much immediately. It's got this cool matte finish. Feels great in your hand. Wraps very easily. It's got a tiny bit of grip, but it's not as tacky as the Slate. Apparently, it's got some really cool things going on, like a PVC jacket, braided copper shield, conductive carbon electrostatic shield. So you get all this coverage to block out noise and interference. All of that means is that it sounds great. It's super clear. And it's basically the best cable that has ever been made by anybody at any time in any situation. If you don't have a sinusoid sable yet, you need to get one. Also, if you're a member of the Street Crew, you get an extra 10% off all the time. So join us. Give us some money on Patreon. We'll give you a code. You can get 10% off all your sinusoid swag. Get a sable. You will not regret it. I promise you. I guarantee it. That's my guarantee. If you don't like it, I will punch Phil in the face. Did you find out? I'm still typing. 14. 14 get feature this. films. Yeah. Ben Kingsley, Mary McDonald. I don't know. Who oh, I guess he started acting young. I didn't realize that. Yes, he did. David Strathairn. Bro, don't you remember? Um, oh, David Strathairn, Strathairn is in that? I don't know how you say his name. I don't either. <laughs> but I like him. Don't you remember River Phoenix is in uh, Stand By Me? You guys yeah, missed my Phoenix TX joke. Movie came out. No, I it heard it. What? I thought it was it was good. <laughs> he was sixteen okay. when that came when that was made. Okay, which means he only had seven years of life left. Speaking of sixteen, <laughs> okay, how many? How films? much do you think he weighed? <laughs> Two hundred twenty-four pounds. Probably he, he seems like a small. I might have weighed weight. 224 pounds when I was 16. Here's the thing. Joaquin Phoenix is probably a better actor than Rain than River Phoenix was. How dare you? But because his brother died, now he's like, he's always going to be the second best Phoenix. That's not fair yeah. because like, what if he had been acting this whole time? He might be way better. He might be if he wasn't dead. And he might have been. It's like Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain might be doing like jingles for kids TV shows now. If he was or he might be way, way better. Probably not though. <laughs> like most people don't get better. They just sell out and become lame. Except yep. except Aaron just brought up Joaquin. Joaquin. Acting's different than music. I know. I'm just saying that like that we do like glorify people when they die younger and assume that they would have would have been the absolute best possible version of themselves and that's oh yeah yeah, yeah yes that's true although i've never seen my own private idaho either so me neither but can i ask why is there a movie that river phoenix was in in 2012 you can 
Okay. I don't have the answer. It was probably what like a doc. It was like showing documentary footage or something like that. I bet. Probably. What's it called? Dark. Is it called Blood. a documentary? And he plays someone it was called the boy. Like, it's probably like an old movie that someone found and released it. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Did somebody just sit on this movie and then release it like 12 yep. years later? Looks like it. When did River Phoenix die? 93. Oh, so like 20 years later. Very... It was, it was relatively close to Cobain. Kurt Cobain. I remember when Kurt Cobain died. Because I was in like school. Middle school or high school maybe. Probably elementary. I was well, a sophomore in high school. I think oh, then I was probably like 7th or 8th grade. Yeah. When did... Is it Kirk or Kurt? Kurt. Kirko. I just call him Kirko. <laughs> That's what all of his closest friends call him. Kirko. Kirko Bane. Kirko Bane. Oh, he died in 94. Um, I was in sixth grade. Fifth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Dude. Oh, dude. He died. Like, did you read about this? Kirk Cobain? No, about this Dark Blood movie? Oh no. no. It's he like died an old, while they're filming it. Yeah, he died in the middle because it's just saying like in 2015 interview with the Guardian Jonathan Price cited making this film as the worst job he had ever done. It was a horrible experience even before River Phoenix died. Oh dang. Yeah, okay, he, but then what why did the movie take so long to be well, was probably released. like they didn't they didn't want to release it right away cuz it was like insensitive or something cuz he died during the shooting of it. I I'm I bet something happened too where like the whatever studio owned it probably didn't want to release it, but also didn't want to release it, you know? Okay. But like they didn't want to release it. They didn't want to let it go. And then someone else probably eventually bought the rights to it and then put it yeah. out. But yeah. like, uh, here's the thing though. The studios will be like, Oh, it's, it's not the right time, but they know that it's a freaking cash cow. Freaking! Maybe. Um, I don't know that this like I don't recognize anyone else's name in this entire movie. So Dark Knight, no... um, Hugh, not Hugh Jackman. <laughs> What's his name? Um, Hugh Hefner. No, Lori. It, maybe it's not Hugh. Hugh Heath. Jass. <laughs> Heath. Heath Ledger. Uh -huh. Heath Ledger died during, like, not during Batman, but before the release. Did he though? I, I don't remember, but before it released, am I wrong? Maybe so, I don't know. I can't remember. The film was not completed due to the death of Phoenix shortly before the end of the project, and remained unfinished for nineteen years. Nineteen years. It premiered to a private guest audience in 2012 at a Netherlands film festival. The film was shown twice, more publicly at the festival and then it was shown at some other places yeah yeah you're right he died in february and it came out in like june yeah but this sounds like they didn't even get to shoot the whole well maybe they got to shoot this whole dark blood movie whoa dark blood dark night dude and it makes it seem weird because his name was actually boy in the movie so like in the credits it just says boy and he's first build it's like they couldn't even give the guy a name 
it's first on the call sheet. <laughs> like it's a, it sounds like an extra role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does. Boy Just number boy. three. Waiter. <laughs> oh, and then of course, of course, there is Indian number one, two, three, and four. So that's Oof. great. So there's there's only five other people above them in the entire cast, but they couldn't bother to give the four, you know, Native American people names. Gosh, can so can we can we watch this we can't i'm sure you can i mean it's oh like is it is it possible you mean i thought you meant like can we like from a moral standpoint (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure. are we ethically allowed to watch it yeah can we ethically watch this with yeah oh you're asking if this film has been canceled right (laughs) that's what i'm asking what's it called dark blood yeah dark blood i don't know if you can watch it anywhere you can watch the trailer. So it's interesting because on yeah. IMDb, so the the Wikipedia article says they're all listed as Native American, and then the IMDb cast listing says Indian number one through four. Not great. Maybe just give them names because they're people. And I have except he doesn't a have sinking suspicion that they are probably not played by actual Native American people. Maybe they are, but it would not surprise me if they weren't. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we're going to talk we about talking about this? something else. <laughs> so do you guys know what we're trying to figure out what a stone was? <laughs> Emma no, Stone, yeah. I don't know. That has nothing to know. Just listen back. You'll figure it out. You'll follow yeah. the trail. Okay. So I, I have no idea. What? How how influential like how big of a deal was this album to you when it came out 16 stone is obviously what we're talking about by bush um this album was not a big deal to me at all when it came out it was a huge deal to me when it came out really yeah it was like right in my wheelhouse for some reason came out in 1994 so i was 11 years old Hmm. i was turned i was 12 it scratched me right where i itched i don't uh, think i really got heard this album until probably two or three years later maybe or a year or two i guess a couple years later i remember in i had a friend who um listened to it maybe it was like 94 or 95 when we when this happened but he was like dude i just found out this album listened to the song glycerin it totally rips off the chord progression from um, when I come around. <laughs> and I was like, which is like that chord progression is in like half the songs in history. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like, I, cause I remember that was like the first time I had ever even thought about yeah, yeah. chord patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> it's crazy. That but now funny. that I think about it, that probably was like right after it was released, like 95, 96. Yeah. Cause I would have been in middle school. So I listened at that era. I listened to the radio a lot and this mm. had so many huge. Yeah. Lots radio of hits. hits like five, five like enormous hits that everyone mm. would recognize. Right. Yeah. Like glycerin for sure. Um, machine head, obviously. What was Come that down. other one? Come down was big. Everything um, Zen was also very big Zen. and little yep. things was probably the least. So. But that was still a big hit. Yeah. 
Yeah. So apparently the order, sure. the order they went in, everything Zen was the first single to come out mm. and then little things and then come down glycerine and machine head, but glycerine and machine head were clearly the two biggest, right? Yes. Or glycerine come was down probably was like the rise up. It seems like because that was more like commercial. Yeah, I want glycerin is the most things. commercial of all of them, though. But glycerin was like the big moment that they had. Yeah, yeah. And a machine head. I remember seeing that on MTV all the time. Yeah, I feel like everything's in. Come down and glycerin were the ones that I keep saying glycerin because that's how he says it in the song. Yeah. <laughs> which is the what's the video where they're like in a room only and that's it? It's like him in a room, kind of like a padded. It's lightning crashes almost. by live. I was just going to say that. <laughs> that is weird. I was literally thinking, oh, you're talking about live. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's, it's Bush. I, I know. That's just I think we... it's come down. Maybe not. So it looks like, so if you look at like the peak position on the charts, on modern rock tracks charts, mm-hmm. come down and glycerin both hit number one. For how long? Uh, I don't know. I don't have that no. info at my disposal. Oh, dang. I don't have it in my disposal. My disposal. Uh, some of their lyrics are good and some of their lyrics are not. Do you, do you have an example of not good? Yeah. So the song I was listening to, um, Bomb. Uh-huh. You know the song Bomb? Uh-huh. Uh, the lyrics yes. make no sense to me. Bomb with the ball. The Bomb lyrics, bomb lyrics. Yeah, those lyrics make no sense to me. Wanted to buy you shiny red things. Thought I'd be with you till the end. How did I know that I would be there? Blow me away. See if I care. I guess that kind of makes sense. Death of a future. Goodbye to my friends. Wish I could see you all again. And then he just kind of starts going off. Family hollow. Family real. Wish you were here. See how I feel. Kill a man. Kill a girl. Kill a man. Kill a girl. Jekyll and you brings out the wired in me. I have no defense. I'm all that you see. The night is a bomb blast. The night is on fire. Sing me, sing with me in the gasoline choke. You don't get it? No. <laughs> just I think it's like he's me. someone broke up with him and then he just lost his mind, right? Or like, no, like, or his, like, she murdered him. It's like a Black Widow oh. scenario. Kill a man, kill a girl. Um, so living in. Uh, the Los Color. Angeles area. Oh, yeah. At the time that this mm-hmm. move, this mm-hmm. album came out, um, uh, K Rock hit the streets. Croc, the, as I like to call it. the local alternative radio station played the I biggest alternative played, radio station in the world. Yes, yeah, so it's an alternative to nothing. Because come d- <laughs> come down and glycerine like. Once an hour, every hour, for like, for years and years and years. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. right. So I, check this out. Just based, I'm gonna give you their relative popularity just based off of a single point of data that probably does not matter. Genius.com, right? Which is the lyric site. I'm gonna tell you how many times people have looked at the lyrics pages for each of these songs. Okay, tell me. Everything Zen, 18.1 thousand. Little Things, 10 thousand. Come Down, 18.2. Machine Head, 21.4 thousand. And Glycerin, 104.2 thousand. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
And machine head is probably because you want to know what it says. Cause it says, uh, got a machine head. It's better than the rest. Green to red machine head, machine but head. it's not, it's not like very apparent. Like I bet that one's almost skewed a little bit high because people are like, what the heck does that thing? So yeah, the, the words are clear, but like it's the meaning is not clear. The words, yeah. it's like, but even the, even the words, you wouldn't have guessed that's exactly what the words are. I wouldn't have tied to, like, a I don't know that I knew all those words until I played that feel. on rocksmith. Bleeding oh, really? through it. I like that bleeding through a tourniquet smile. That's a cool line. I feel like I, the words that you just said, Cole, are the words that I believed the song to be. Yeah, but you but thought it was you like, were wrong. Yes, I thought I was wrong. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. exactly. it doesn't make sense. Like, okay, I'm just going to sing what it sounds like, but there's no way those are the actual <laughs> words. Turns out they are. <laughs> oh, man. I, this, none, of the, none of their lyrics make any sense to me. What does this mean? L- listen to this line. Tell me what it means. Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow. Dave's on sale again. We kissy kiss in the rear view. We're so bored. You're to blame. What does that mean? I wonder if it's like a personal, like, you know, like it's about some girl that he went to Disneyland with or something like that. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't clearly make any sense to me. He, he got her. He, he like bought those like, Mickey and now she grew up and boat. got kind of fat. And so he said, grew up a cow, which is pretty. Oh, apparently up. Mickey mouse has grown up a cow is a quote from David Bowie's life on Mars. Oh. Wow. And it's on America's tortured brow that Mickey mouse has grown up a cow. Now the workers have struck for fame because Lennon's on sale again. Oh, so the Dave is like a joke back to that too. I feel like a lot of their stuff is like non sequiturs that you have to like look into, but it doesn't matter to me when I'm listening to it because it's, it's, it is kind of like just stream of consciousness. Like, and it's like, that's not why you're listening to Bush. Right. But I think I kind of like that about them. Yeah. Jeff Klug, if you're listening and you have something to add, Please let us know. <laughs> Call the voicemail. Wait, line. why, Jeff? Uh, because I have like he's got a machine head. I, I have distinct oh. memories of talking with him about this album, and and I I have the feeling that Jeff understood it more than me. <laughs> oh, because you guys were like kids together. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. So, so here's one thing I mean, that strikes we me high school students together high school students are kids by the way well i depends no definitively kids but just wanted i hear you so the thing the thing that's interesting so if you follow if you follow the release of all the singles Mm -hmm. everything's in little things uh come down and machine head are all about the same heaviness, right? They're all pretty heavy songs and glycerin is very mellow. Yeah. And it makes it, and you would think like a lot of like hair bands and stuff, that's their one ballad and everything else on the album would sort of fall in line with all the other heavy songs. But Mm. actually a lot of the album tracks are more mellow too, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Cause I wanted to know, what you thought because i haven't listened to it in a while like intently when i listen i'll kind of just like you know i'll listen to like everything zen and then skip to machine head or whatever yeah yeah um but i was listening to it and i realized that the guitars are a lot more like kind of ambient 
noise rock than I remember. Like, yeah, totally. I tend to think of them as like straight up post grunge or grunge, but it's very much like it reminds me. It reminded me of like Sonic Youth and like like shoegaze stuff almost. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, shoegaze. You're almost like progress. Super loud, but weird texture stuff going on. I thought it's it, funny. Which I thought it was cool. I mean, I bet that applies to so much. I mean, it was kind of the same way with that Counting Crows album. Like, yeah, like it turns out, oh, they really were like you know all the guys in studios were making amazing sounds essentially and you kind of at the time you weren't really listening for it or you didn't even know what to listen for yeah but yeah the guitar sounds are like really are way more complex than like that opening riff could easily be a sonic youth song opening riff for which of everything's that like of the album yeah yeah totally which was cool i had never like spent time thinking about the guitars on it before but it's like oh nice except for trying to find the sound of machine head because yeah because you want to play machine so good so freaking good dude oh man and i think it's mostly like amp sounds too like a lot of it's probably i think they use big muffs too yeah yeah but it's like cranked marshals because i was looking at that because i think now it's like this weird you know we don't have to talk about the full tone nonsense but like full tone pedals were actually a thing maybe not quite back that far but they were back in the 90s and i bet there were a lot of pros that used full tone pedals weren't there i mean full tone was around in the 90s wasn't it um probably maybe not, maybe not that far back here's here you go someone said if memory serves correct most of the tones came from a marshall 6100 anniversary 30th anniversary head with a boss OD2 in front of it for some boosting. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, would you have guessed boss OD2? You could have had a hundred guesses. Also, Mesa Trema verbs they used. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. I remember it seemed like every band back then that I would look up when I started playing guitar, every like punk band that you would look up and see what kind of amps they were playing, it was Mesa's. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they were very popular. Those were kind of the boutique marshall almost you know at the time or just the heavier marshall i guess <clears throat> yeah um they were really popular with like pop punk bands too in yeah the totally late 90s 2000s which is so funny i, I was like yeah I because mesas are one. kind of like i don't know like i kind of lump them in with like dad rigs you know <laughs> yeah they've kind of like become they're, that. Yeah, they're that. very expensive and you know anyways they're expensive and they're like big and bulky yeah they don't really fit the punk ethos right a lot of a lot of pop punk doesn't really fit the punk ethos in general so yeah just find whatever you can find yeah yeah it's crazy so i think like a lot of the album tracks on this i can totally listen to this album straight through without skipping any songs but most of them i wouldn't like seek out to listen to you know like I'll I'll listen to it while I'm doing something else. Yeah. But yeah, none of them like stick out to me as being particular. Like they chose the right singles, basically. I guess is what I'm saying. I always liked that song "Swim." The yeah. second song on the album, it's probably because it's the second song, so I've heard it more. Yeah. But yeah. it's just like has this weird thing where it like starts and stops a bunch. Yeah. That one's fun. What's your guys' favorite song on this album? 
machine head. It's got to be machine head, right? Or glycerin. I, like. But it's machine head because of the movie Fear. I don't remember that. I mean, the only the only thing I remember from that movie is the roller coaster scene, which doesn't speak highly of me. That that's the thing I remember. Which most, movie? Fear. Fear. Is that the movie I'm thinking I don't of? Think I've ever watched it. <laughs> yes. The Mark. Is it Mark Wahlberg? It is Marky Mark Wahlberg. And yep. Reese Witherspoon. And Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I've never seen that. And Alyssa Milano. Oh, interesting. Alyssa Milano. Uh, I remember hearing, like auditioned for the movie and like they were like no you're Alyssa Milano and she's like no please let me be this <laughs> like this so she was friend like, was she like bigger than Reese Witherspoon or just too big to be like the sidekick well she was okay she was in the the television series who's the boss okay who is the boss and I've she was the that. daughter and she was like this you know kind of was it like a typecast thing they didn't want they're like, yeah, they were like, no, you can't play this character. And she was, and I think, I think at that point, who's the boss was over. And she was like, no, she couldn't get like work that wasn't, which makes sense, playing the, the, a character similar to, yeah, what she was doing on who's the boss. And she was like begging them, please let me, let me do this. And they're like, I don't think it's a good idea. And, <laughs> What's her character like in fear? Is she like dark or whatever? She's this, the slutty friend. Mm, and then she did this okay. scene. Now you're speaking my language. Is that what she's actually billed as? She's like boy, slutty friend number two. <laughs> <laughs> slutty Indian friend. Kill. No, gosh. <laughs> Jeez. But she's actually from India, so it makes sense. In the movie. In the movie, uh, yes. She's, she's right, an albino movie. Indian. She's, like she's that a guy woman playing an Indian. Yes. Um, I think my favorite song is Come Down, by the way. Oh, you got to be different. It is so good, though. I really like the opening. I really like when she had to, though. The way that close. the build on Come Down is really good. Like the build up to the chorus. Yeah. Is that what what other song are you doing? What song is that? Oh well it's clearly that Green Day song. No, it's it's like a it's like a Michael Jackson song or something. Oh, it kinda is. Is it Billy Jean? Dude, those songs need a That's Billy Jean. Yeah, so I was. But it sounded is, is that the so one I, that is the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Right? Okay, come down. Bush. Come down, Bush. <laughs> so my main thought is that this album is better than I knew I always knew I liked it, but I think it's better than I thought it was. Yeah. And it holds up surprisingly well. Like just yeah. For some reason, like I remember 
when I was in Ghana working on, working on this job and a lot of, a lot of the time I was just by myself working, like kind of, you know, terminating mm. wires and mounting equipment and stuff like that. I, I happened to download this entire album. And when I was like, I had no data while I was out and about. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just listen to this album and listen to it all the way through like four times. And I was like, man, this thing is better than I remember even. Did like you like this album songs. better or less than more or less than Razorblade Suitcase? Way fewer, more. So greater or fewer than I mean in my in my opinion, like they're kind of like Hootie and the Blowfish, honestly. But they have this one album. Yeah, like they're kind of one album wonders and then because I mean what I, well, I did some, listen to Razor Blade songs like that song it. Swallowed was pretty big. Yeah. That was a big hit. And then later on they had um, uh, The Chemicals Between Us was like yeah. a hit. I always liked that song Speed Kills. I don't know if that's what it's called, but it's off of the Golden Age or something. Yeah, I didn't I didn't listen to Raised White Suitcase nearly as much as I listened to this. That's for sure. Just curious if that was like a I guess that's probably pretty common. Yeah, I don't think it's like one of those uh, it's not like Pinkerton where like oh real Bush fans prefer Razor Blade Suitcase. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Although they do. <laughs> exactly. We do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't I even think of like more than, more than one song off of that album, to be honest. I only know Swallowed. Which was like basically like Glycerin 2.0. They like tried to yeah. recapture that with the hit. It was like Glycerin Mark 2. It was like Glycerin B2. <laughs> but the only thing they changed was the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> I love that no one has any idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Suck that's it. All you guys back. can suck it. That's just a couple hours ago for us, but it's a week ago for all you idiots. And it wasn't even on the episode. It was <laughs> no, wasn't? before we yeah, started was. recording. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, it wasn't. Dang no. it. <laughs> we were talking that's about the new Dookie pedal. No one pedal. has go any ch- idea because we didn't. Go check out the new Dookie pedal, everyone. Check out Dookie V3 with the, Dookie V3. With the <laughs> al- <laughs> album artwork from a different Dookie album. Dookie V3. <laughs> <laughs> so... All that to say, pick a song. Yeah, pick Listen a song and it. cover it. And I kind of like, it. I like the idea of doing this because I want to hear like. Uh, first, there were some really just, good versions just, of songs off that last album. Yeah, the Counting Crows one. Like if people want to do a straight cover and just get like some insane, oh dude, yeah, driven sounds, noise. that'll be cool. But like he could do some good acoustic. I would love to hear but like Noel do some ridiculous cello thing cover or one of these songs. He's not going to, but. Who? That'd be cool. Mark Johnson do like his super ambient thing on one of them. Yeah, dude. Oh, yes. Maybe he will. His new Mark. song is cool. Did you hear it, Cole? I did. Listen to it. Yeah. I know you I did, do though. hear it. <laughs> do you hear it right now? What's his band called? Alman Almanor? Alman. Uh, it's the Alma, Amador. It's it's the name but, of a lake. Yeah, it's Almanor. Almanor. Almanor? I don't Almador? know. I, I say it Almanor. Almanor. Guys, Almanors matter. Lake Almanor. Is that a lake like near Sacramento? Uh, yeah. 
not super near. Answer the question, Phil. Lake Almanor is a reservoir in California. California is a big place. It is 101 miles away from. It's in Plumas County, northeastern California. Depends on what direction. Oh, if it's northeast, then yeah. If it was 100 miles southwest of Sacramento, then I wouldn't consider it to be in the Sacramento area because it would be like in the Oakland area. Wait. Sacramento north of San Francisco? Yeah. It is? We've... <laughs> Are you being serious? Yes, I have not. <laughs> or no, is it like, you're not serious it's... because we've had this conversation many it's times. northeast. I mean, it's largely but it east, is? but it's, it's also like... north. Uh, in my mind, it's just like straight across, I guess. Well, it's especially like north of San Francisco. In my brain, I was thinking of, of it southern, of like south of there, but yeah. You were thinking of like Stockton or something? I guess. I, th- I was thinking of Fresno, probably. Yeah, you're thinking of Fresno, which I don't recommend. <laughs> thinking, thinking of Fresno? Of Fresno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't think about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like way north, actually. It's like straight northeast. That's crazy. You were thinking of Manteca, probably. I was just thinking of like the middle yeah. of California. Yeah. <laughs> Turlock. Yeah. Turlock. I was thinking of like. So pick right here. What's right Pick there? a song, any song. Yeah. Cover that right shiz. Now. I mean, we have the benefit of having like five huge hits that everyone knows. So like at least people can cover those and they don't have to go and try to learn a song they never heard of or whatever. Yeah, that's true. So, and we will keep that trend alive, I think. If, yeah. This if is anyone fun. has any recommendations album. of albums that would be fun to cover. Yeah. Uh, it would be cool to like branch out of 90s alternative Yeah, because my next thought was Harry Third Eye Blind. So. <laughs> I, I do want to do a, that Against Me album. I think that'd be fun. But yeah, like, dude. if you know someone that would be good that we don't know, that'd be fun too. Because it'd be cool to listen to something new. Watermelon Sugar. It's a dope song. It's a cool name. I don't know what you're talking about. It's an against oh, Harry Styles or a Bush song. Harry Styles song. Harry Styles has that song. Um, oh, what was that song? I don't know. He had a song that I liked that was called something. But that's not a good thing to say. I was going to say that was my nickname in, in college, but it was just like my general mantra. It was Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of encompassed my whole sort of you know, way of being. Mm-hmm. Well, well, cool. Um, <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for nothing. Um, tune in, check out our Patreon. <clears throat> Sing us a cover. We want to hear your voice. Yeah. We love it. And thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Mm-hmm.